and gentlemen, boys and girls. With uh, those who don't know, now you know, we have Jackie Hermes with us today. And she is not just an entrepreneur and not just a successful businesswoman, though. There's more than meets the eye, more than what's on LinkedIn, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. She is a wife. She is a mother. She is a go-getter. And she inspires the world. Hashtag Jackie Inspires is here with us today. Welcome. Jackie, I feel like you? I should use that hashtag. However, <laughs> anytime I've considered using it, I'm like, okay, is it like you use it? I'm like, oh, that's really nice. If I use it myself, I'm like, is that kind of conceited? Maybe, but maybe not. So. I don't know. We'll have you know to. What? It's it's been in the, it's been out there in the ethos for a while. Um, you've known about it for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you do inspire. I don't think that's. I try. I don't mm -hmm. think that's a uh, a prideful thing to know that your goal is to share yourself in a way that others don't um, based off of, I, and I, and I take this from just seeing how you've progressed and how vulnerable you've kind of like put yourself out there, especially on LinkedIn, which is known as a business platform. Mm -hmm. And so um, just to kind of start there, because that's where I discovered you myself. And, uh, and we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, I know Izzy, I know Q, um, I know a little bit of the history behind, you know, Q used to be one of your employees, but I would like to just kind of start from there of like, how did they, with what they were building within their infrastructure, inspire you to just to put yourself out there, uh, on social the way that you have done? Yeah. I mean, they're the whole reason I did it. There is no world in which I would have done it. And frankly, you convinced me to get on LinkedIn. I was painting a room and I have paint over my hands. So don't judge me. Um, he was the one that convinced me to get on LinkedIn. He was doing it and he was like, I know you have something to say. And I was like, no, I don't. And he's like, you should shoot some videos. You have a great story. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Well, he convinced me to do that. Then he talked me into growing my Instagram, which I abandoned later, but I did do it for a while. And then he got me going on TikTok. He's like been every time he's thinking about a new platform or he's exploring something, he's like, hey, want to try TikTok? Want to try? And I'm like, oh, not really. And then he's like, here's the 50 reasons why you should do it. And I'm like, God, all right, fine. So yeah, he is fantastic. He's really, I mean, has been, I keep hiring him over and over and over and over again. He was an intern for me like many, mm -hmm. many years ago. And then I hired him to launch my LinkedIn. Then I hired him for Instagram. Then I hired him to help launch my podcast. And I hired him for TikTok. And it's like, you know, we'll work together like 50 more times, I'm sure. Oh, it, it's, yeah, it's, there's something in relationships where it, it can start one way, but it can evolve into a whole nother type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of like, Oh yeah, like yeah, I'll hire you to be this and bring you on board to be this. But then you find that that relationship beyond that employee, you know, that that you know, uh, boss dynamic doesn't always have to be that way. But a lot of times, people, you know, they fall in love with the idea of what they create, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of seeing how you've grown on social, like again, like just the. Just how I, I remember back in 2019, you were building out uh, your your uh, acility bit, like you was doing like a remodel, right? And like a few months later, 
the wonderful world came to an abrupt stop after you put all that work, all that time and ready for the grand opening to just put that thing out there for the world, just to take on 2020 new vision. How did you deal with that transition, knowing that you put so much into reinvesting in your business to, you know, to even do what you had that created an environment for your employees and your staff to have that all go right into what it went to, which is at a halt once you were able to open up. Oh my God. Also, I was looking at uh, some social posts from the end yeah. of 2019 and it was like, we're doing so great. And, you know, like our, our team is bigger than ever and our revenue is better than ever. And like, this is what I've been waiting for. We've reached the turning point. And I was mm-hmm. reading it and I was like, that did not hold up <laughs> at all. It was bad. Uh, but I, how you deal with it, gosh, I mean, we built out an, an office and bought all this furniture and did all this. Cra- I mean, we gutted it. We did so mm-hmm. much work on it and everyone was so excited and we, w- we occupied it for like four months. Um, oh and, and we never went back actually because no one really wanted to. And I feel like most employees do not want to sit in an office five days a week anymore. They want at least some level of flexibility. And my mm-hmm. team was like, yeah, you know, like we'll use office, but I don't want to be told how often mm-hmm. or when I have to come in. And it was like, okay, well, you know, mm. we did like optional work days in person every couple weeks and a handful of people would be there. And that was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Um, but how you deal with a letdown like that? I mean, my mentality is like, what can we do with what we have now and what we know now? It's like, I really am not the kind of person that looks back much, which can be good and bad, right? Mm -hmm. Because if I don't really look back on the bad and I'll analyze it and I'll figure out what I need to change in the future and I don't dwell on it, which is good, but it's also like, I don't look back at the past to see how far I've come or celebrate or anything like that. So it's like, it's like tunnel vision ahead and it, it can be good and bad, but it's like, even when I'm talking to my husband about something it's like if if we're like oh well this isn't exactly how we wanted it to turn to turn out but like we there's nothing we can do now you know so yeah, like yeah. what what can we do to fix it now or like what's the next step based on where we're at now i don't even want to talk about like you know what we could have done two days ago to me that's yeah. a waste of time so with the yeah. office it was like well we made the best decisions with the information that we had and we made the best decisions in hiring and building our company. Yeah. And now when you have new information, you have to make new decisions and that's it. My that's gosh. how we've been operating for, for a few years now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's mind boggling because you know, when you start something, cause think about it, like your brand, you built this SaaS business from ground zero. Right. No funding, ladies and gentlemen, no outside sources, not, you know, no, no hidden silent partners out here. She is putting her hands just like the paint on her fingers. Now she's putting Mm -hmm. them to work. And so, and so, um, the way that I look at it is because so much, so much when it comes to building a brand, from my understanding of it, people fall in love in the, the tangibleness, right? Those tangibles of like, oh, I have a building. This is my proof of concept, right? It exists. And again, you're looking at you being a minority yourself because you're a woman in a, in a world where it's very male dominant, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're building something. Now you can show and prove and you have the mindset to know that 
I can't cry over spilled milk because it's out of your control. And, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the thing I want anyone that's listening, Jackie is like the purpose of this podcast and having individuals like yourself, because just to let you know, you're my numero uno, you're the first person on on my pod. So, um, and I'm super excited to have a, you know, a person like yourself that has inspired me over the years, just seeing how you produce content and seeing how you can just persevere. It's your mindset. It's really about a mindset and how, how did you even get to that place? Because I understand that, you know, you started off having, you know, a child in the beginning before you even mm-hmm. built your brand. And then, you know, now I know that you have two additional children. Now you're a wife. Uh, and I believe you got married during the year of the pandemic as well. And so yeah, how, how, how did you like develop like that mindset from the beginning? Is that ingrained from childhood? Is that something that you knew you had to just cut your teeth in and figure it out along the way? You know, that's a really good question. I, if I were in therapy, I would yeah. say it probably <laughs> came from childhood, but maybe not from like, not like a positive lesson. Right. Yeah, It's yeah. like the, I think a lot of us, when we go through traumatic things, we don't like to look back at them. And I think I've been able to parlay, not that I had like this horrid childhood. Like I love the crap out of my parents. I've talked to them both in the last day, you know, yeah. like, and, and also like, I know that they did the best with what they knew and what they had as resources and I forgive them. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, I think it was maybe a coping mechanism that I was able to parlay into something that is positive. And I think I talk to my kids about that all the time. Like two of my three kids are adopted and neither of them had like perfect childhoods, you know? And so it's talking to them about like taking your situation and the bad things that you went through and turning it into like something that gives you power and something that, you know, can be like a positive force in your life instead of something that can take you down. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, we got deep in like minute 10, but (laughs) that's, that's my answer. (laughs) You know, you know, like, but that's the thing is like, I love that you allowed yourself to go into that space because again, I've listened to you be interviewed all the time and we can spend the same amount of time you spend on any other pod where we can talk about just the business itself. And we know you're successful. Anyone listening, this woman is successful. She's not lacking in what she's doing and what she's producing and what she's capable of. I just want you to kind of hear the mindset because the goal is we're in the space. We all have to deal with marketing ourselves and putting ourselves out there, whether we're doing it on LinkedIn or we're doing it for our boss in our nine to five, or just starting out trying to build something up, understanding the framework that Jackie's situation isn't, oh, she's special. Her situation is different from my note. She started off as a single mom and building her brand. And in that she took on two additional children on top of that, that are outside children, right? And so just think about the the mindset that you have to have on top of that, then getting married in the year that she had to pretty much shut down her shop as it relates to people going in office and then, you know, and, and getting married and saying yes to that. Like you could have went crazy in your mind if you allowed yourself to just focus on what you couldn't control. And I feel like a lot of us do that. We'll go into a space where we're so pissed at the idea of why didn't this work out? How come it, this is happening? And knowing that you use what almost could be looked at as a young person, what I didn't like and what I'm going to do about it. 
at that approach where I feel very similar in that sense where I grew up and I didn't have the type of relationship or access to certain things. And I've made these inner vows within myself that this is how my mindset is going to be molded. And there was some, you know, experiences that helped cultivate that because of where I wanted my mindset to be. And it sounds like you did the exact, a very similar thing, if not exact thing for yourself, Jackie. Yeah. You know, when I look at, so I was a foster parent for years and I look mm -hmm. at like the, the families that I was working with while I was parenting their children. And a lot of times that is like generational trauma and mm -hmm. generation after generation of the kids in these families are in foster care. And you find that the next generation either ends up similar to everything that they learned, or they take that and say, I don't want to be like that. Right. Yeah. And they take it. So like, for example, one of my kids, biological families, her biological mother kind of turned out like the rest of the family. And she has, you know, like her own struggles that she's dealing with and mm -hmm. her um, biological aunt is a surgeon. And it's mm -hmm. like, hmm? you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, and so she took her situation and was like, I'm breaking the generational curse, you know, like I'm going to make it something, something different. And I think that's a, that's a very extreme example, but I yeah. think we all kind of have the responsibility of like, you know, we have the things that we learn and the way that we're conditioned and the way that we're raised and we have the responsibility mm -hmm. of deciding what we're going to do with it. And it's really a beautiful thing when you get to the point where you understand that you have that power, right? Yeah. And some people never even get there. So, and I think yeah. you're pretty young, aren't you? Like, I feel like the fact that you have gotten to this point and in your life and like understand all of that is fantastic. Well, well I think I'll take that as a compliment. I'm actually technically older than you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. 83 is the year <gasps> I was born. You look like you're 10 years younger than me. Oh my God. Oh, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like, you know, I drink a lot of water. Like I, um, you look like you're like 25. Well, I mean, thank this, you. this is all a compliment. And I, no, it is. I take yes, it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah. I take it every time I meet people and they're shocked that, you know, my, cause I, I've been with my wife, uh, this, uh, month will actually be 18 years of us being together. And, we have four kids. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I, I am just blessed and, and, and appreciative that my youth has maintained. I knew you were younger years. and I knew you had kids, but I thought you were, or I knew you were married and had kids, but I thought you were younger than me. Oh, dang. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the assumptions we make, I put up my age on my birthday post on LinkedIn yesterday and yeah. some people were like, what? And some people were like, yeah. One time I posted something on TikTok and they were like, no way she's 35. Like, yeah, yeah. she's definitely 50. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa, rude. the disrespect. I know. That's when I started taking my skincare routine very seriously after that TikTok video because I was so unhappy about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. To the haters out there, don't disrespect hashtag Jackie Inspires. She, hey. Or anyone on the internet. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Or that. anyone. Like that's, and that, that kind of goes into the, like the space of like you stepping out into that space of social, right? Because even now, like my wife, she's in clinical mental health and as she's trying to build her own brand and she wants to eventually go out and be able to do, go outside of the agency she works for now. And, but she's an introvert, right? Like she kind of keeps to herself and 
finding that balance, like, how was that when you look at being a married woman, being a mom, mm-hmm. um, knowing that you have put yourself into the public sphere of them having an opinion about you is, are those things that you share with your husband, Ryan, or with your children at all? Like when you're like, like, cause I don't, you know, I rarely ever really see your husband post a lot at all. Like I know you'll, you'll do more of the sharing than probably he would. Right. And so how, how is that dynamic at home? It's so funny because he won't even promote himself period. Like he was looking for new clients for his business. So he's an outsourced CFO consultant. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll post like, what do you mean? You're not going to post or do anything that you're looking for new clients. And I posted and it got a good amount of attention. And I was like, oh my God, he is also, he's, he's an extroverted introvert, I would say where okay. he's naturally introverted. But then when he gets around people like, you know, he has a good time and whatnot. Okay. but he is very introverted. And I think, I think it helped that we got, you know, we met like three, a little more than three years ago, we got married in 2020. So it's like, I was already doing all of this yeah. when I met him. And it was kind of like, okay, conditions of our relationship are like, you know, like I'm posting this stuff on social media all the time and I will want your help yeah. and I will want your comments, but I do not want your commentary on mm. it. Like, you, you know, like I want mm. support. And also I think that comes with the, I think that comes with the understanding that like, I'm not going to post anything too personal. And yeah. if I'm talking about the kids or whatever. I'm going to run it by him. And whatever. He's super, super, super supportive. And it's nice that we don't like, you know, we've got like, I have a huge personality and then we've got one that's more introverted and I think it works really well together. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Like, that's good. Like something that you just said, it made me think of like, cause I, I, as a husband learning to be able to be, be a better communicator of expectation, like my wife will present something to me and what you just hit on the head is like a eureka moment for me because we kind of clash a little bit when she's like, I just want you to just support me. I don't need your commentary. Cause like I, I'm a marketer. So like, if you show me a book you're working on or some content you're creating, I'm thinking you're asking for my input. You're uh-huh. not looking for me to give my professional approach to it. You're just looking for me to bring my perspective as a spouse. How do you balance that? knowing that you are, again, are out there in the public because both of you are two professionals in your space, but you're more Mm -hmm. public with your content and how you deliver it. And you're in a space where, again, it it requires you to almost be involved with people in in this tech world at a different level than maybe what he has to, uh, in a sense. So how does that conversation go about from your side and then also on his? Yeah. You know, I mean, we talk about work, but I try to... I don't do a great job of it, but I attempt to keep my opinions to myself. And even when he started the company was like a a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And that was like part of the ground rules when we started and he didn't even come up with it. I was like, I know as a ground rule, I need to like mind my own business. Right. Mm -hmm. Because 
he is building in a completely different way. And I was like in my mid twenties when I started and I didn't mm-hmm. have connections. He had a full client roster in six months because he mm. had the connections. He had the experience. Like he was just a lot more prepared to do it where I was like, I have an idea, you know, like, let's see if I can do something with it, you know? And I, I had no clue what I was doing and I did not have the connections or anything. Like if, yeah. I, did, if I built this business all over again right now, yeah. It'd be completely different because I know more people and different people and whatnot. But yes, I I try to keep my comments to myself. And then I find myself like, you know, if a client's treating him poorly or something, mm-hmm. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> that is very rude. I don't understand like why you are letting her treat you that way. You better set boundaries. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. You know, and he's probably like, oh, I'm sorry I brought this up to you. <laughs> I oh, do not like when my people are treated poorly. So like even my kids, I'm like, yeah. do I need to come to school? Cause yeah. I'll come to school. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, you know what? That's, I love that, that human aspect of knowing that your relationship is pretty much normal because what I feel like, like <laughs> what your husband is experiencing is things that I know, like my wife will say to me, well, they need to value you more. They need to, I'm like, I'm not even complaining. Why are you complaining? Like, I'm okay. Uh-huh. I'm okay, but you're protective of the people that you love. Like you're not, you're, it's not like, I don't think you're overstepping your boundary as it relates to like, oh, well, this is how you should handle it. I think it's just more of like, when I see injustice happening, I'm going to respond to it. And so Mm -hmm. I love that because again, this is almost like therapy for myself because even though (laughs) I go to therapy on Thursdays, I do try to have conversations with my wife where I try to be aware of certain things that I don't allow myself to get upset about, like, because you, you can go through the redundancy of things and you're like, Oh my gosh, why are you still doing this? But I understand now that she's doing this from a place of care and, um, and even going to the, the level of how it is with your children now, like teaching them and them seeing like their mom using platforms and putting herself in that place of exposure. And I think I saw a post one time when your daughter, you asked her about LinkedIn and she said it was for old people. Right. Crusty old people. Yes. Crusty. Yes. I was like, do I look crusty or old to you? That is very rude. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, okay, whatever. Oh, man. It's, it makes you wonder, like, how, how will she, or just all three of your children, how will they look at social as it evolves now, right? Like, we're currently in the era of, AI, like just a couple of years ago, it was just super heavy crypto and web three. And then all of a sudden the turn of 2022 to 23, now it's like AI, this chat GPD, that, and all these I other know. things. Like, How does, well, as a parent, how do you take things like a chat GPT where you're seeing that college exams are being passed with it? And it's almost like the new version of the calculator uh, for kids to cheat and get real answers and the actual solutions to those answers without study. How do you as a parent uh, handle that? And then you as a professional being in the SaaS space, deal with that when it comes to clients and, and the evolution of it. Yeah. You know, I have an interest in all of these things professionally and I will mm-hmm. sign up for platforms and I'll poke around and I'm never 
usually I'm not like fully adopting any of these new things. Mm -hmm. I am like poking around, learning what I can learn and seeing what happens. And I think that that's usually my mentality around lots of things. Like, so for example, um, my company is a HubSpot partner and we resell Mm -hmm. the HubSpot platform and they just rolled out what looked like some pretty big changes to how partners are like tiered and paid and all that stuff. And people are outraged. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to waste my energy getting mad about this. I'm going to see how it pans out, you know, and it's, and it's the same thing. Like people are so ah about like every single new technology, like, oh my God, it can be used in these ways and it's replacing content writers and we're all going to be out of a job. And I'm like, like, please, please. I, I don't have the energy or the time to get so worked up about so many things. And there's always something new to be worked up about. Yes. So, you know, I mean, I think it's important to educate and use mm-hmm. what you can, but it's also important to know that things rise and fall so quickly. Like yeah. crypto has been a nightmare for the last year. Yeah. And I mean, like my son is, you know, like I'm going to be doing this and I'm going to be doing that. And he's like making drawings that he's going to try to sell online as, oh my God. What I forget, even forget what they're NFTs. <laughs> yes. Wow. How did I just forget what NFT? And the thing with NFTs too is people yeah. were like, I swear to, I have um, some friends from high school that were about to like buy this incredible plot of land and build like a build like a multi million dollar house with all their crypto and NFT money, and then it went, and I was like. Oh no. Like, did I put 500 bucks into Luna coin or something when it was like at the bottom? Sure. My husband was doing it and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, you can't get rich without me. And if he's using his own money per our prenup, I can't have any of it. So I was like, well, you better put money from me into it. And he was like, he was like, no, that's a bad idea. I'm taking risks. And I was like then mowing him. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, I'll I'll do these little things, but I I fear going all in on those things because mm-hmm. it's just like, I mean, like I've gone all in on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. LinkedIn could yank the platform could go yeah. goodbye, right? Yeah. They could totally start throttling engagement and views and I could be mm-hmm. screwed. So it's like mm-hmm. You have to kind of like control what you can control in all of these situations. I went down a very large rabbit hole. No, 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 it, it, no, no. It's good because it, it, it paints a, a good picture to kind of understand for anyone listening. Like when you're looking at what's happening around, don't freak out. Don't allow yourself to be overly indulged in an area thinking that this is the new eureka moment or you just found gold in this space. It's Allow yourself to temper your approach. Allow yourself to be aware. Don't stop everything you're doing just to go one, uh, you know, the whole 180 different direction. And, and and again, this is what I'm taking from it. And so anyone listening, I hope that they're able to dissect and take what they need from it. Because I feel like the deeper that you go, it it causes, I know individuals like myself to think. Like I really process information. And I wonder, because I was in the crypto space. I got a couple of NFTs. and. I know my mindset at the time, Jackie was really on, I'm just trying to see what happens. Like I I never allowed my mindset to think that, oh yeah, this is my lottery ticket. And if people approach these new technologies, like this is the new lottery, um, they're going to be very disappointed um, thinking it's going to be one thing and it's not. 
That's my problem with all of this because the only stories you hear are, oh, this person, this friend of a friend's cousin's aunt's, who knows, bought Bitcoin right at the beginning and now they're super rich. And it's like, that could happen and you could also go broke, right? Yes. And so it's like, that's why I'm building my company and I'm staying mm -hmm. focused in front of me. And like, there are, you know, like I'll chase a shiny object here and there and I'll mm -hmm. like dabble and learn about, I mean, I have so many random things that I learned about, right? However, mm -hmm. I like the business is something that I can largely control. And I mean, crazy stuff has happened in the last however many years with COVID yeah. and whatever. However, mm -hmm. you know, like I still am in charge of like making the decisions and controlling how money goes in and money goes out and all of those things. So I don't know. I I just get, I get too worried. And then I'm always very jealous when someone like, you know, like hits it big. Those same friends have won the lottery multiple times. And I'm like, who can even, who wins the lottery? I was at their, I was at their house in Minneapolis and he won like 10 K on like a basketball bet. And I was like, what? I was like, how much do you even bet to, you know, like, he, right. I mean, it's, it's like his, his like side hustle and he makes a good amount of money doing it. But I was like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it. Well, not like it's, it's funny, like as, uh, over the new year, uh, Ohio passed being able to do sports betting yeah, and you are finding that to be a trend. I know definitely out here in Ohio where everybody's like, oh yeah, I, I'm betting on this and I parlay this and I'm like, man, I'm. I don't even gamble like the closest thing, which is, you know, doing the crypto and the NFT and the web three space. That's where my, my attention is. And my, my, my expenditures go mostly to outside of sneakers, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, but with that, it, it makes me think of just what you said, like everyone sees that and there's nothing wrong with, like you just said, like chasing certain things to kind of, figure it out. Like, could this be applicable? Would it make sense down the road as something that can be an integration? And, and if not, uh, just like with anything, like I, I saw a guy say recently where technology is almost like the refrigerators, right? Like it's like refrigeration. He said, what you got to focus on is creating the Coca-Cola company that leverages the refrigeration because that's where the focus should be on not building these technologies out, but understanding the utility and leveraging them as well. And so with that, it's, is that something that you see with what you do currently with your relationship, whether it be with HubSpot or your clients, are those things that you see that can, that you have a, a have a, a goal of evolving into another aspect of your, your current business model, right? Like, is that something yeah. you see these tools being utilized um, and you hear your clients probably even bringing them up to you like, hey, would this work? Will your services benefit me in this arena? Is that something that you see you wanting to evolve into or just kind of waiting and kind of tempering the market and assessing what, you know, what happens and what stays? Yeah. You know, I think like there are some things and when you feel really strongly, it makes sense to be a first mover. Like we've been part mm -hmm. of the HubSpot partner program for like a decade. Now we were not the first people there by any means, but mm -hmm. we were pretty early in that. Like I got on the partner advisory committee 
And I like, I was like, how it was like all these like giant HubSpot agencies and me. And I was like, how did I even get here? You know, because the community was small and it was Mm -hmm. cool because while I was on it, I got to know so much about what they're doing for product roadmap. And like, you know, there's 20 business owners that are helping guide this like product roadmap. And I was like, huh? Oh, okay. They want to hear from me. That's cool. Right. So in those situations and like LinkedIn too, I wasn't one of the very first people doing LinkedIn video, but I was Mm -hmm. early and it has benefited me in that. Like, I mean, people work for like six, 12 months to start getting traction on their posts. And some of my first posts, you know, like, and especially because I was working with Q and he knew what he Mm -hmm. was doing. Um, those, those saw traction. And so it made it a lot mm-hmm. easier to stick with. Um, as far as expanding the business, I mean, yeah, there's things like people see what I'm doing on LinkedIn and then they ask me to help them all the time. And I'm like, well, we don't <laughs> do that actually, you know? And so it's like, I certainly think I could do that. I launched mm-hmm. a course like a year and a half ago at this point, maybe, um, mm-hmm. you know, so like diversifying that way, there's a bunch of services like, we focus on certain services and then we have partners to outsource to for the rest. I could mm-hmm. see bringing some of those in house. And then I've been kicking around some product ideas for a while too, but it's like, by by the time I, I want to make a decision and go all in and like do it full out. Right. Yeah, so like yeah. if I'm going to launch a product, I'm going to be like dedicated to the entire process. I'm going to be like making the business plans, scoping out resources, having a launch plan, a launch date, all of those things. And if I don't have the time to like put myself all the way into it, I won't start it. Yeah, so yeah. I think like I have 10 ideas of how we could change the company. But I always want to be really, really good at what we're doing now before yeah. I start doing any of that. You know, that's that's awesome because there's so many people. Again, we love to chase those things just to try to, oh, well, maybe this is, especially when people are trying to build, right? Like people can't rewind and go back to when Jackie started, right? Like, oh, I'm going to go back to where you are. And that was the whole idea, even with this podcast, like what you're giving is jewels that Again, I, w- I want people listening to have their thoughts to be provoked in a way to where there is no real blueprint other than just taking action and figuring out what works for where you are. And I feel like what you just presented was make sure that your baseline approach is moving at high efficiency. And mm-hmm. then as you're adding those things on top of that, that it doesn't crack the foundation of what you currently already have. And I think a lot of us you know, who go out into this entrepreneurial journey, or even if it's a side thing, we're trying to build out a side of our nine to five. We're so, oh man, anything to get me out of this nine to five, but it's like, no, stay consistent in your approach. Be a, be a, just not just effective, but efficient and effective at the same time at what you're looking to bring to market. And through that consistent approach, then as things present themselves, and if it makes sense for your business, going back to what you just touched on, if it makes sense and you're going to implement it, then you're going to go all in because your baseline is solid. Like, you know what you've already built. You are consistent over a decade of doing what you've been doing with the relationships and the clients that you've cultivated. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing. And then again, speaking more so, because I've connected with so many different women that are marketers in this space. And, um, and I found myself like, really connecting just to not just give information and value, but like I learned because women are so multifaceted beyond it just being like, Oh, where they're, they're, they're moms and they're in their 
wise, but like, no, like y'all bear so much. Like when it comes to y'all can really truly multitask in y'all's minds in comparison mm -hmm. to us men. And I think that that's what makes y'all so unique is because the balance of your thought process. And so with that, what are things that you kind of like implement in your day to day that has kind of like made you strong in uh, your consistent approach of this is who Jackie Hermes is. And as a, as a businesswoman, as a wife, as a mom, as a daughter, as a sister, like what are things that you are intentional? Is it that with relationship with your parents? Is, are you reading certain content? Is it your productivity on how you approach your business? Are all those things a factor or, or do you have a, like a, a regimen or, or a mantra that you go? Yeah. Um, okay. I think that in some ways I'm really disciplined and then in other, like, I don't have some crazy morning routine. I am horrid yeah, yeah. at getting out of bed. My husband gets up and he's upstairs. So we have like a, like little home gym thing. He's upstairs lifting weights when I wake up and I can hear him like staying upstairs. It doesn't sound like that. That was creepy, but like he is, he is super, super disciplined, right? Where he gets up, he gets up early, he gets his workout in, you know, and then he's at his computer by seven 30 or eight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I want to be in bed for at least eight hours. And I might fall asleep after my alarm goes off, you know, and, and I know I have to be up by seven to help the kids get out of the door. So mm -hmm. there's no like, there's no like magic formula to me. You know, right. I know that I know that I want to have my LinkedIn post up by 745 and I have a mm -hmm. system around that. And then I'll like help the one of my kids. I swear to God, I came down and the ride was leaving in two minutes. Ryan was giving the school or ride to school this morning. And he's like sitting half dressed, like in front of the heat. I was like, what are you doing? So, you know, I need at least 15 minutes to get dedicate to like following him around and asking where his socks are and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, like I do have an app that I use called Todoist where I organize my list of what I'm going to do every day. And I make mm -hmm. sure that the day before I have tomorrow's list ready to go. And it's all in order of like what's of highest importance and mm -hmm. like making sure that I'm prepping for all my meetings. I would say I get plenty done in a day and I also like try to stay really focused during mm -hmm. that daytime. And I mean, I do have, so I'm like a big like apps and systems person. Mm -hmm. I do have, um, oh my God, I'm looking up this app and my son's texting me. Can I have my iPad? Like, fine. <laughs> um, so I have this app too, which is called Streaks. Okay. And it's like every day you track. So I have like my supplements on here. I have the number of steps I want to walk, my workout, how many cups of water, how many servings of vegetables. Like I track the days that I don't consume any alcohol, mm -hmm. um, you know, and like whatnot. And so every day I'm like trying to get as many of these completed as possible. And it's not exactly like a regimented like system in time, mm -hmm. but it's making sure like, I know that my body works the best when I get enough yeah. sleep, when I work yeah. out, when I get my movement, when I consume my water. I started tracking my vegetable intake and realized I was not eating enough, even though I'm a pretty yeah. healthy eater, you know, but just like the recommendation for like people that are really healthy is like six plus servings. And I was like, oh my that's a lot of freaking vegetables, you know, like better start eating more salads. So right. I think just 
practice like putting those systems in place for yourself. So I have my to-do list. I know every day where I'm looking for that. I have my daily Mm -hmm. habits. I know every day what I'm trying to do. And once you get into that habit, I think Mm -hmm. you will be more successful. Also, this whoop band, if Mm -hmm. you have, have you heard of this? No, I haven't. Um, it is like, uh, when I signed up for it, they were like professional athletes use this to track their body. And I was like, well, I'm not an athlete, but (laughs) I'll give it a shot. I've been wearing it for like two years. It's like a Fitbit, um, Apple watch type thing, but it, it teaches you about like how much sleep your body needs and how much sleep debt you're in and how much like energy you're exerting when you're exercising. And it gives you like coaching on like when to go to bed, how much more exercise you need to get every day, um, like what your resting heart rate is and how you recover overnight. And so it's like, I've learned so much about myself. I feel way better than I did a few years ago because I just, it's like the knowledge is power. And I feel like we half of us like just wander through life, like kind of fatigued and like with our backs hurting every day after like 30. Yeah. And, no. <laughs> and that's not what I want. <laughs> no, you are right. Like, and, and I love that you share that because again, it, it goes down to like your regimen is based off of what your life needs and what you need because your husband's habits are different from yours, but you yeah. know that you have things set in motion that will hold you accountable, almost like little micro challenges of like, what can I accomplish for me today as little like success opportunities that Mm -hmm. make you feel that enough of those will matter long-term. And I feel like anybody that's listening should learn, like, it's not about, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be successful. Like Jackie, it's about, she's finding things in her life that will make her feel, you know, uh, more uh, productive and, uh, be able to operate at a higher level for what she has going in her personal life and also her own professional life. So it's not to mimic like, oh, I'm going to do this and then I'll get to there. And I don't want to have anyone listening to this and thinking like, oh, I'm going to do this because this is what Jackie did in order. No, it's more of finding systems that work for your day-to-day lifestyle that whether exactly. you're a mom or, or, or a dad or a stay at home or you work out of the office. And even for myself, like, as I hear that, what systems do I have in place that make me think like, what can I do to Im- improve my own process to be able to operate at a higher level? And that could be eating better for myself, but that isn't going to just necessarily be because Jackie said for herself, it's just more of like, can I just do self inventory? It's pretty much what I'm getting from what you're saying. Jackie is like, do a self inventory. You know what you currently need and what you should be doing and just do that. And then put systems in place that will make that possible for you to hold you accountable. So that is awesome. And and like, find out what motivates you, you know, like Mm, I am the perfect person for all these apps that like show you your streaks and because that motivates me, right? Like if I have, I currently have like a 45 day streak of drinking all of my water of 48 days. You better believe if I'm going to bed and I check it and I still have eight ounces of water left to drink, I'm going to get up and chug it because, (laughs) and it's so silly, you know, because it's like, 
who really cares about a streak in an app? And when you complete the whole page, it gives you a gold medal. I am super motivated by that. Like on the Peloton app, when Mm -hmm. my husband and I do our yoga together on Sundays, I'm always like, we have to do it under my profile because I have to keep on my streak. And he's like, oh my God, you know, like he doesn't care at all. That's not what motivates him. But so it's like, you know, like what motivates you? Is it like having a really strict routine? Is it by Mm. seeing those streaks or some kind of achievement? Like I'm very achievement oriented. So yes, you absolutely have to figure out what it is that works for you. Now that that's awesome. Yeah. Because we can be in relationships and we think that we got to match that other person's behavior mm-hmm. or, or patterns and like, Oh, well, if, if she does this or he does that, or they move this way, then I must be doing it wrong. Right. And it's not really to focus on what someone's doing right or wrong. It's about, again, finding out what your, what, what motivates you, like you just said, and, and move towards that direction. Cause again, either there is no right or wrong. What Ryan does isn't wrong. And what you do, do isn't wrong. It's it makes you both be able to be effective as two. I look at you as a power couple. Like we are able to be our best selves together because we know what we need individually to put mm-hmm. ourselves in that position. We both definitely think what the other person's doing is wrong, though, and that we're <laughs> right because <laughs> we are just those people. <laughs> we're always like. I don't have to do it. I swear to God, I was getting in a, on a meeting and trying to finish painting and I was calling him in like, can you finish this one wall? And he was like, why does it have to be done that way? And I was like, because the paint streaks are this way. So we have to feather yeah. it the other way. And and he was like, oh my God, like if you're asking me to finish something that you said you were going to do, then I'm just going to get it done the way that I'm going to do it. And I was like, okay, that's, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yes, he fair. sounds like a husband. And you sound like He's, a wife. Yeah. Yeah. Very, it's accurate. We have these conversations all the time. I swear to God. Like, okay, it doesn't have to get done the way you want it. We're yeah. both very strong personalities in that way. And very type A. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me go back to even now, like, are, are you still doing the, did you obtain your pilot's license yet? Or are you still in process? No. Okay. I want to pick it back up, but okay. um, I stopped during COVID. My, my instructor was like 80 something oh, okay. and COVID started and I was like, Ooh, yeah. like, and then I did a few more. F- I need to find a new instructor, but it's just like, And at that time, I was like putting so much time into it. And now I don't want to start it again until I can really like dedicate that the time and effort. So, yeah, I know I'll get there and it's an eventual goal. (laughs) But, you know, I do not want to pick it up again until I know for sure I'm going to be able to like carry it all the way through. And my dad is a pilot. He's actually getting his like float license in three weeks. And I was just talking to him about it this morning. And I'm always like, oh. No, I need to start again. It will happen now what is, soon. Now, what is float license? Um, to fly like planes that can land in water. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is okay. just he, and he was a he was a flight. So the whole reason I started it, which was maybe not the right reason to start or the right timing, is because he was a flight instructor, mm-hmm. um, and he was retiring his flight instruction license, and I wanted to fly with him at the beginning. And I had, I mean, I was running the company and I was running Women's Entrepreneurship Week here in Milwaukee and the kit. And Mm. it was like, it was a little bit too much, but I was like, I want to start this now so I can do it with you. And then I was just like driving myself into burnout. So, yeah, yeah. 
you know, everything but, happens but you for was a aware. reason. Yeah. But you were aware. And, and again, like, cause that goes into like being aware of like, cause a lot, I know I've done it. Like I'll try to, oh yeah, yes to this. Oh yeah. I want to do that. And taking on a lot of different things. And I'm like, oh, I know I'm, I'm content. I know what I'm doing here, but it's like, but your body needs to be able to rest. Your mind mm -hmm. needs to be able to rest. And anybody else that's listening is like, just even take that, what Jackie's saying is as an example, like you might have all these, again, these aspirations and might've started something you might feel like, oh, I, I got to get back to this and start chasing these things. And it's like, no, like be aware of what you can actually maintain and handle presently. And then if opportunity presents itself, open space of, you know, what your schedule can create for you allows you to do it. Then you move into those things, but not, not at the detriment of your own health and your, and your mental uh, well-being as well on top of mm -hmm. whatever else you are obligated to be managing, especially when it comes to extracurricular things. It's good to aspire to be a part of the things outside of your day-to-day, -day, especially when it comes to something that is connected to you so closely to something that your dad was a part of or someone that you care about. And so- mm -hmm. I, again, yeah, nuggets, nuggets that I, I continue so to many nuggets. absorb from you. And so, Man, and um, burnout always follows a pattern too. I always get to like, you know, where I'll get more and more and more on my plate. And then I start making jokes about how full my schedule is. And I'm like, oh, ha, ha, ha. you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling really, really full, but I'm not stressed yet, but I might be close to a breakdown. And like that, I don't know why I do that every time. And then suddenly I'm like, boom. And I'm like laying in bed, like, why did I do this to myself? And then I'm canceling a whole bunch of stuff on my calendar. So if you mm -hmm. can like learn to now, anytime I know if I'm feeling stressy and I'm like, ha ha, you know, making yeah. light of it. Yeah. It's time to, to take a serious look at what I'm doing. And then I can avoid that yeah, you know, the, like, yeah. week of laying in bed part <laughs> now that I've been through it a few times. What a weird pattern to get to burnout, by the way. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> But you know, I think we all have our little quirks, right? When it comes to that, like you, yeah. your body is telling you, Hey, we're, we're at our, we're at the edge right now. And, mm -hmm. but we'll push ourselves because we have such a, a drive towards nah, I'm going to just work through it or I'm going to push past it or think you're going to will yourself in some capacity through what your body is trying to tell you. And, and then you do find yourself, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and just sit here for like three hours and not do anything or like you said spend a week just chillaxing and 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 you don't even realize that you're it seems like procrastination but it really isn't it's more so your body saying we're making you take a break <laughs> we're and, and you just so happen to just not take action on things and and but again that's that self-discovery even as someone in your position that is successful it still shows like you're a human being you're not a machine and mm -hmm. I love getting to have that understanding about you that you ain't just grind, 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 grind to, to the end. Like, oh, super mom all the time, super wife all the time, super business entrepreneur, CEO all the time and doing this all the time. And it's like, yeah, you are busy and you are highly productive, but you do experience what we all experience because you are a human being. <laughs> so mm -hmm. now that's that, the truth, man. That is awesome. And, and I know we're coming to a close, but I definitely want to kind of close out with just not just number one, just giving my thanks to just your time today, because you are such a super duper star when it comes to just how you've impacted me from afar 
first time ever being able to actually have a conversation with you. But since yes, I'm so happy it happened. Oh, I, I am like since 2019. I'm like, I've been wanting to talk to Jackie in real life <laughs> since 2019. And I was, you know, you were just a person that I just felt drawn to, inspired from, from afar, just like, man, like she has her own marketing company, man, she's doing this. And I remember when I met up with Q and Izzy at Inbound and, um, you know, just seeing just that, you know, other members of the Midwest, just being able to talk to them as well. And I'm like, man, like just seeing like, oh, all right, this is, I want, I want to be around it. Like I wasn't, I was making plans to even try to go to Milwaukee in some capacity of like, maybe I can go connect with her at her office and then maybe that would be a possibility or whatever. But anytime I just see your content, it it seems like it, like just seeing even what like everybody there. And I'm like, man, like that's a whole nother like aspect of the Midwest I haven't experienced yet. But Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of leave your final thoughts of like, you know, again, the pod is the anti-marketing marketing club, which is anybody that doesn't feel like they fit in, they actually do. And how would Jackie, you know, inspire or encourage, I would say, because I know Jackie inspires all the time through her LinkedIn channels, which we'll let her plug here shortly. But um, what would be something that you would say to empower those who don't feel like they fit in um, in this box of putting themselves out there, putting their brand out there, but at the same time they do? What would What would Jackie say? And I feel like there's so many situations where people think they don't fit in and actually you're the one that people are going to be following in the future, Mm. right? Because Mm. just because you don't fit in doesn't, what does that mean? Like you aren't fitting into what other people are comfortable with. You aren't fitting into the norms and expectations of others. I, I think it's, it's a hard lesson to learn, especially as you age from like a teenager into your twenties and fitting in is like the top priority, but actually going against the green and doing things that people aren't doing is way cooler. And you'll, you totally learn to drown out all the people that, I mean, I used to get so many texts of like, Ooh, ha ha, this is what you're posting on LinkedIn today. And I was like, dude, unfollow me. Like, I don't need your, your dumb commentary. Are you jealous or are you annoyed or whatever it is? Like, you know, I, we don't need to be like tight if you're going to make fun of me all the time. And people thought it was really funny to make fun of me for a while and like poke fun at everything I was doing. And it's like, whatever. Uh, at first, my feelings were very hurt. And over time, yeah. you learn to just drown it out. And then over time, people come to respect what you're doing. So you just have to do what you what you know is right and keep going. Man, Jackie, official club member of the Anti-Marketing Marketing Club, you are mm-hmm. yeah. the first lady to attend, the first person for me to interview. I am so gracious for your time. I, I apologize if I did even go over the time, but, um, no, this was fantastic are awesome. And, um, man, that's, that's all I have for you guys today. This is Jackie Hermes. Follow her on LinkedIn and I'll put her socials and her website and everything in the description and definitely follow her, engage with her, be a part of her community, be a part of her ecosystem, please. Yeah. And DM me. I'm in the DMs there all the time. So I'm happy to chat and whatever about what, about anything. Clearly we covered a lot (laughs) in the last hour. (laughs) Now this is great. Well, everybody appreciate your time and talk to you next week. Thank you.